the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Drifting along, singing a song under From Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, here are the Riders of the Purple Sage. Hear my song as I ride along, I'm just a happy roving cowboy, herding the dark clouds out of the sky, keeping the heavens blue. Nowhere to go and nothing to do I'm just a happy roving cowboy Let me ride that long trail down to the end Where the skies are always blue Hear my song as I ride along I'm just a happy roving cowboy Turn the dark clouds out of the sky Keeping the heavens blue I ain't got a dime Just spending my time I'm just a happy roving cowboy let me sing my song till they call me home To the land beyond the blue Hear my song as I ride along I'm just a happy roving cowboy Turning the dark clouds out of the sky Keeping the heavens blue Thank you, friends. We always enjoy bringing you our Western songs. I'm thinking now of one full of tender but disappointed romance. It's been a favorite for a long time now, and I hope you'll like our rendition of our first phonograph recording, Hang Your Head in Chains. Don't your conscience ever bother you Every time you hear my name Think of all that I've gone through And hang your head in shame Someone came along and took my place Then you gave me all the blame You should go somewhere and hide your face and hang your head in shame When you said I was the only one Was it just your little game Now look back at all the harm you've done And hang your head Back in the days when the West was young, great cattle ranches covered many, many miles of unfenced range. And the ranch houses themselves were usually isolated and a person's closest neighbor oftentimes 50 or 60 miles away. 
was only natural that a stranger riding by would be welcomed heartily and bade stop and stay a while. Well, such was the beginning of the traditional Western hospitality. Today, good Weber's bread is part of that same traditional Western hospitality. Housewives know that when they serve good Weber's bread, the family will enjoy its freshness and distinctive flavor. As toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, or with the most elaborate meal, good Weber's bread is sure to please. It's well-mixed and well-baked, and its just-right moisture content assures long-lasting freshness. Buy Weber's bread when you go marketing. It's that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. Friends, we've had lots and lots of requests to repeat a number that's riding the wave of popularity all over the country. Here for all of you who have asked us to sing it again is Across the Alley from the Alamo. Across the alley from the Alamo lived a pit old pony and a Navajo who sang a sort of Indian idea to the people passing by. The bear spent his time out swishing flies and the Navajo watched the lazy skies. Very rarely did they ever rest their eyes on the people passing by. One day they went a-walking along the railroad tracks. They were swishing, not looking. Ooh, they never came back. Across the alley from the Alamo, when the summer sun decides to settle low, a fly sings an Indian hiding hole to the people passing by. Once in a while, a song that was a hit a good many years ago comes back from nowhere and rises to even greater heights of popularity. That's the kind of song the writers of the Purple Sage will sing for you now. Peg on my heart. Smiles and daring 
Sage are about to have an upsetting experience. Listen while they tell the story called The Youngest Dude. The riders of the Purple Sage are men of varied experience. In their wanderings to the West, they've tangled with rustlers, robbers, and victims of circumstance. They've bedded down round the campfire in the cool western night. They've worked the long, grueling days that are part of a cowboy's life. And no matter what yesterday's heartbreak, tomorrow holds enough promise to make them sing. Yes, even now, bearing as strange a responsibility as was ever thrust on three cowboys by a whimsical fate, they sing as they ride, perhaps a bit reluctantly, toward the little town of Ajo, Arizona. I'll swear for you, I don't see how Grandma Beasley could have pulled a trick like this one on us. Al, that's no way to talk about a wonderful old lady. Grandma Beasley was a wonderful old lady, all right. Oh, I know. I remember that Grandma Beasley gave us jobs on her dude ranch in Colorado when we were broke. Well, now that she's gone, don't you think we ought to do this last favor for her? Well, sure, for her. Only, oh... Only what? Oh, I wish the favor wasn't being the guardians of our nine-year-old granddaughter. Beasley from her seat up there will lean down and lend us a guiding hand. Don't look like there's any passengers on the train. Boy, sure don't. No, you're wrong, Johnny. There she is. Hey, boys, get a load of that. I'm looking, but I don't believe it. Now, who do you suppose that little girl thinks she's kidding? Yahoo! Come on, boys. Well, I can't hardly believe my eyes. Howdy, partner. Hmm. Are you Norma Beasley? Sure am. You aren't the riders of the Purple Sage, are you? Yes, we are. I'm Foy Willing. This is Al Sloan. This is Johnny Paul. Hmm. Doggone if I'm not downright disappointed. Disappointed? What do you mean, Norma? You don't look much like cowboys to me. Well. Where's your shack? Where's your six shooters and your spurs? Well, I'll be... Norma, you mean you think we should be dressed up like that? Natural. Well, you better come with us, young lady. As your guardians, I see that you've got a lot of things to learn. Well, just a minute now, Foy. I want to see Norma about Grandma Beasley. Later, Al. Oh, it's all right. What do you want to know, Al? Well, uh, uh, how, uh, well, you know, uh, what happened? Oh, Grandma was gored by a locust deer. There was blood all over everything. Well, how could she talk like that? You aren't man enough to stand up to facts, huh? Norma, how did you happen to be at Grandma Beasley's dude ranch in the first place? I was sent to her after my mama and papa and all my relatives in the east were shot by robbers. You don't have any living relatives now? You boys are the only people I have in the world. Poor little tyke. Norma, how did Grandma Beasley happen to think of sending you to us? Grandma used to tell me stories about you boys all the time. She told me about how strong and brave you are and about how you're real western cowboys and how you're always capturing rustlers and saving pretty girls all the time. 
I guess she just knew that she could trust me to take care, good care of you. Oh, I see. And who wrote this letter we got from her? Uh, well, uh, the nurse in the hospital at Grand Junction. Poor Grandma. Well, heads up, men. Let's not look backwards. Let's ride buckety-buckety out to the ranch, because now I'm ready to see some of the wild and woolly west. Now, this is where you're going to sleep tonight, Norma. Boy, sleeping in a real live bunkhouse. Say, this is pretty slick, stringing a blanket across the corner like this. You've got nearly a private room, Norma. Where are you boys going to sleep? Our bunks are at the other end of the room for tonight only. What do you mean, boy? We ride out tomorrow. Hot dog, we're hitting the trail, huh? Yeah, and you're hitting the hay, huh? It's your bedtime. Uh, boy, what do we, uh... Well, I mean, uh... You men beat it. I know how to get into my nightie. Oh. <laughs> Norma, did you wash your face and brush your teeth? Natural. When? Right after we ate. I used that big wooden trough out there. The big wooden... Well, that's the horse trough. Well, if that water's good enough for the horses, it's good enough for me. I didn't mind roughing it. Well, come on, Al. We'll let Norma get into her nightie. Yeah. Norma, as soon as you've got your nightie on, you say your prayers and get into bed and go to sleep. Prayers? You heard me. And include us in them. Okay. Boy, we'll need uh, any help we can get. We'll stay outside till she gets to sleep. Seems to me looking after a little girl is going to be harder than being a puncher. Good night, guys. Yeah. Good night, boy. Good night, Al. Right. You blow out the lamp, Al. Yeah, sure. Good night, boys. Oh, boy. This bed never looked better. Oh, something in my bed. Something in your bed. Oh, something cold and clammy. Somebody strike him back. Hold everything. I got Quick. one. Here. Pull oh, back oh. the covers, Al. Oh, no. No, you pull them back. Oh, all right. Huh? Huh? Well, I'll be doggone. Norma! <laughs> I should have had sense enough to look. Norma Beasley? Yes, Uncle Al? Did you put that bull snake in my bed? <laughs> Gee whiz, I don't see why you had to let him loose. He was my pet. Pet or no pet, you go to sleep, young lady. We got to get up early in the morning. Yeah, and I'm tired, even if you ain't. I mean it, Norma. Sleep right now. Oh, some wild west this is. Norma, what is it? Oh, Rockler's a dirty shooting iron for me. Norma, you've got my forty-five. I grabbed the first one handy. Hey, come on, Johnny. We'll get over to the corral. I'll be right with you. Come Hurry on. up. You're letting them get away. Who? The rustlers. What rustlers? Boy, ain't you awake yet, or what's the matter with you? I'm awake, all right, but I guess you guys aren't. Huh? You men just gonna sit there and let the rustlers get all the cattle? What cattle? What cattle? Oh. Oh. Oh, I see what you mean. No. Cattle? There isn't a steer on this place, Norma, and there weren't any rustlers either. There were, too. There were 40 or 50 of them. You were dreaming, or your imagination was working overtime, but there was no rustlers. Well, this is the last straw, I'm telling you. Where are you going, Al? I'm taking my sleeping bag to the hayloft. Maybe I can get some sleep up there. Wait a minute. Yeah? Come on outside. Norma, get back in bed and go to sleep. Yes, Uncle Foy. 
telling you, Foy, I don't see any future in this thing. I know, I know, Al. It's no good. So tomorrow we'll head north and we'll leave Norma in Phoenix. You know somebody will take care of her? Well, there's a boarding school there we can put her in. It means we'll have to work steady, but it's the only way. Okay, I'll settle for that. Now, I'm going to get me some shut-up. All right. I heard you and you're not going to do it. Do what? Put me in any boarding school in Phoenix. What's well, the best thing, Norma? I don't care. You're not going to do it. Well, I'm afraid we have to. You... You're not going to do it. You just see if you do. You aren't. Do you hear? You're not going to do it. Norma going to ride with you, Foy? To start with, yeah. You and Johnny will have to spell me. Oh, sure. Okay. Come on, Norma. I'll lift you up. There you are. Are we going to ride through town? Yep. That's good because I have to mail a letter. To who? A friend of mine. Okay, let's go. Uncle Foy, are you boys well known in Ajo? Oh, I don't reckon so, Norma. We've only been in Ajo twice since we've worked on this range. I see. Well, come on, let's don't waste any more time. Let's ride. You know, boys, we didn't make bad time today, considering. No, we didn't. How'd you like your first day on the trail, Norma? It was wonderful. Just wonderful. And sleeping around a campfire like this, it's wonderful, too. Well, it can get to be an old story if you do it often enough. I'd never get tired of it, Uncle Foy. Please don't leave me at that school in Phoenix. We have to, Norma. It's not sensible for three roving cowboys to be carrying a little girl around with them. Please change your mind. We can't, Norma. Please. Well, that's enough now. I'm not going to. You aren't being nice the way I thought you were going to be at all. I hate to have to do it, but I'm sure going to find your sudden exposure if I have to. Let go of me. You let go of me. You better straighten out, young lady, and I mean it. I'm not fooling. Let go of me. Help! Help! Norma. Help! It's going to be Well, if that ain't some performance. Yeah, ain't it, though? Hey, what what are you on? Put your hands up, all three of you. Saved, I'm saved. I don't know who you are, mister, but you're buttoning in. I'm a you... sheriff, that's who I am. I got a posse with me. A posse? Yeah, you're all covered, so uh, hmm. let's be good boy. Eh? What's this all about? Come here, little girl. Oh, Sheriff, you saved me from a worse fate than death. What in the world? Are you Norma Beasley? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Did you write me this letter? Letter? Letter. letter. Yeah. Yes. They found out they'd have killed me. But there's some mistake. Sheriff, they kidnapped me. Kidnapped you? What's the matter with that guy? My life has been hanging by a thin thread all day. Norma Beasley, you ought to have your... Never mind, never mind. Well, I can prove we didn't kidnap her. I've got a letter here from her grandma asking us to take care of her. Her grandma was killed. That's a lie. They made it up. Wait a minute, Norma. Okay, let's see the letter. I've got it right here in my shirt pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I had it here. Mm -hmm. Norma, did you destroy that letter from your grandma? I don't know what you're talking about. There never was a letter from my grandma. Well, well, look in your other pockets, Foy. I'm looking, I'm looking. It's no use. You won't find it. Then you did tie it up. You're just trying to pull the wool over the sheriff's eyes. All right, boys, come on. I'm taking you back to jail. Sheriff, why don't you string them up right here? They're mean. Oh, Grandma Beasley, how could you have done this to us? <laughs> Come on, Al, fork over. Oh, but it's my last ten bucks. Isn't your life worth ten dollars to you? Well, all right, here. Johnny? I've only got six dollars and thirty cents, boy. Then give me five. All right. Now I'll use my own money for the phone call. Oh. All right. Hey, deputy! What do you want? Come here. 
How good does 15 bucks look to you? You trying to bribe your way out of here with a lousy 15 bucks? No, no. I just want to make a phone call. If you make it possible for me to do that, the 15's yours. Well, I'm... You can hold a gun on me the whole time, and the other boys will still be locked up. You never made it easier, 15. Okay. But don't try any funny stuff. Make your phone call. <laughs> But, ma'am, I... Let them boys out of that cell before I tear you apart with my bare hands. But, Mrs. Beasley, the letter the little girl wrote to me... All right, all right. Maybe you've done me a favor by catching her. She ran away from my dude ranch because she said it wasn't wild and woolly enough. Only don't keep them innocent boys locked up any longer. I'll release them right away. They'll be right in. The idea keeping the writers of the Purple Sage in a flea-bitten jail cell. The very idea... Oh, there you are, granddaughter. Hello, Grandma. Just step over here to me, young lady. Yes, ma'am. What mischief you been to us now? No mischief, Grandma. I was just looking at the boys' sleeping bag. <sighs> You've managed to get everything to a pretty fine mess, haven't you? Grandma, I only want to... I know. The Wild and Woolly West. Well, you're going to get some Wild and Woolly West where it'll do the most good, miss. Grandma, please. Are you a Boys, let me look at you. My, my. I never thought the next time I saw you would be to get you out of jail. The minute you and me was finished talking on the phone for, I hired me a special airplane got right down here. And just in time, too, I guess, Grandma. What else did she do besides... Norma Beasley, don't try to sneak out of here. Give me your hand. Grandma, please. She wrote the letter to us herself. And she told us you were gored by a loco steer, and she told us that all of her other relatives were shot by robbers. We should have had enough sense to see some flaws in the story before we did. But I just want you to see some real Western life. Well, you're going to see it right now, young lady. Just as soon as I sit me down, get you across my knees. No, Grandma, please, not Oh, here. Grandma. Yes, Al. Maybe I shouldn't ask, but would you let me? Let you... Yes, you bet. <laughs> Go to it. No, no, Uncle Al. Please don't. I'll be good. I won't call anymore. Well, I guess Grandma Beasley and a wiser little girl are back at the dude ranch by now. Yeah, and I don't envy Grandma none. Boy, what an imagination that little gal has got. Well, you'll have to admit she sparked up our life a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Bull snakes, cattle rustlers, a kidnapping, jail. Oh, brother, think what she'd have done if she'd been with us a week. <laughs> no, not that, no. <laughs> well, let's hit the sleeping bags, boys. Tomorrow's another riding day. Yeah. Uh, good night, boys. Good night. Good night. Hey, maybe I can get a decent night's rest tonight. Oh, help, help! Not again! Oh, don't go on that little gal's everlasting time. She put another bull snake in my sleeping bag. Thrill's excitement in the lure of prize money has tempted many a cowpuncher to desert the range and follow the rodeo trail. There's plenty of fun and plenty of money to be won in rodeoing, but it takes a lot of skill and experience to get to the top of the heap, and many is the cowpoke who has broken his heart trying to get to the top. And it takes plenty of skill and experience to bake really good bread, like Weber's bread. 
Well-mixed and well-baked, good Weber's bread has a firm, even texture, a golden brown crust, and a distinctive flavor that makes it a substantial and enjoyable part of the daily menu of thousands of Western families today. For daily meals or dinner parties, no matter what the occasion, you will find that everyone enjoys the extra freshness and flavor of good Weber's bread. Buy a loaf of good Weber's bread the next time you go shopping. You'll really like it. Well, friends, it's time again for Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage to open that book of great Western songs. Today's selection is one that will live down through time, to be sung wherever Western music is heard, at the rainbow's end. I've traveled this whole world over, and now I'm going down to the rainbow's end. From twilight till dawn, trudging on and on. Till I come to the rainbow's end I'm weary and tired But I don't care I'm going down to the rainbow's end I have no friends, no home Just a traveling alone On my way to the rainbow's end They say there are treasures Of silver and gold That's buried down by the rainbow's end But the treasure I'll find Will bring me real peace of mind When I come to the rainbow's For someone has waited there all alone So I will know at the rainbow's end How it feels to be pressed to an angel's breast When we meet at the rainbow's end we've reached the end of the trail again, friends. We're always glad when you can be with us, and we invite you to join us again next week. We want to thank Herb Litton, Nanette Ballone, and little Marlene Ames for our splendid performance. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, Scotty Harrell, and all of the Riders of the Purple Sage saying so long, and the best of luck to you all. Drifting along, singing a song under From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater. A V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. The script was by Scott Farnworth, direction by Tom Hargis. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking.
came to you from Columbia Square. KMX Los Angeles. Thank you.